0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into the Monday, May 9th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're taking your phone calls and texts this hour. The phone line is open at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. The text line is open, 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. And you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swann. Today is Monday. That means you guys are already enjoying some of your goodies you got from the equipment sale on Saturday. I want to hear your stories. Is it true you lined up 4.30? Was it 4.30, 5.30 in the morning? You camped out hours to get in and start getting your hands on helmets, jerseys, all types of apparel I want to hear your stories, so let me know what your what your haul is. You can find me on Twitter as well at Paul Swan. I heard that there were some people who were grabbing five and six helmets at a time, not grabbing one. Hi, hey, cool! I got a helmet. Grabbing five or six at a time, and of course, there were people with a lot of a lot of stuff in their hands. I know it was sort of one of those situations where you went in groups I heard you showed up and you had a game plan you knew everybody's size so you hit this table your friend your family member would hit another and I'm thinking if you had kids kids can run faster than adults at least young kids can outrun old adults so was there any situations where you were dashing you're sending your kid out the dash okay get me this number get me this get me this I'm kind of curious. I want to know how it went because uh, from what I could tell, it was pretty successful for the haul. And I hopefully Marshall's gonna do this again. I don't know if it's gonna be a yearly thing. You know, you gotta you gotta clear out the stocks now and then. And I know this was an in-person-only event. You think maybe this thing could eventually get to a point where you could have Internet access as well. I don't know all the rules. There's specific rules here because, this, again, this is a public institution. This isn't just, you know, Marshall University, a pro team doing a pro team sale here. This is a public institution. So you got to do it all at the same time. You can't have something where somebody gets special access, at least my understanding of that. So I'm kind of curious what your day looked like. What would your haul look like? What was the most sought-after item? Was it helmets? Was it game-worn jerseys? getting some golf shirts, maybe get you some herd apparel. And of course new apparel coming soon, because you got to get all the stuff with sunbelt on it. Conference USA logo apparel will be no more going to be all sunbelt apparel. So officially when the hurts and the sunbelt July 1st, everything's going to be switched over to all of that sunbelt apparel stuff. So, yeah, coaches, I'm sure. We're going to see coaches now and then maybe still have, like, oh, this is pretty comfortable. I want to keep this. I know it's got a Conference USA logo. We can rip that off. This is kind of comfortable, though. Hoodies, things like that. There'll be some Conference USA apparel you don't get rid of, like uh, Conference USA championship soccer. You don't want to get rid of that apparel. You don't. Speaking of Conference USA soccer, I tried to get into this the other day. Conference USA does not exist now as a men's soccer league. There's no men's soccer in Conference USA. FIU is going to be an associate member along with the members that are transitioning out into the American. So the American soccer is going to get a lot better. And FIU is going to hop on board, be an associate member. Those transitioning members are going to be associate members because There's just not enough. There's not enough schools in Conference USA to host men's soccer. Now it's the same thing that happened with the Sun Belt. Sun Belt didn't have enough schools, and then Marshall comes in with a couple other schools and bolsters all your numbers in football. And what made this work was you had enough coming in, transitioning over, and with the associate members coming in. So Kentucky, West Virginia, South Carolina transitioning in, You had enough to make this work. And Conference USA just didn't have any options here. Well, I mean, what's Conference USA going to do? I mean, what's Liberty going to do? Where will Liberty play soccer? Is that a concern of ours? No, not really, but I'm curious. Where is Liberty going to play soccer? Because a couple of seasons ago, Conference USA was one of the best conferences in all the NCAA when it came to soccer, Contending for championships, winning a championship, bringing in West Virginia, which will be a a strong contender on a yearly basis. Of course, you got Kentucky as well. You have all these really good schools that can compete for a soccer championship on a yearly basis. And we're talking about, hey, Conference USA, this is one of the best conferences in all of the country for soccer. And now it's gone. FIU though making the decision to stick probably wanted to stick around with FAU. That probably was the decision there instead of hopping in the Sun Belt, or maybe the Sun Belt really wasn't looking to add FIU as an associate member. Like thanks, but no thanks. We're gonna move on. We're good. We appreciate it. We're good. Have fun in the American. I wonder if the new members will eventually try to form a soccer league. It's just going to be a shell of itself, though. The I mean, Conference USA already is going to be a shell of itself. I mean, the way the conference is rebuilding again, if there is another major upheaval, another reshuffling, is it coming from Conference USA? No, it's probably coming from the American again. Because I honestly think that the Sunbelt schools are pretty pretty much going to stay put. Not to say that there's going to be opportunity elsewhere. I think the Sunbelt schools like, okay, you know, we got a pretty good thing here. We got a pretty good thing here. We can be all successful together. So I think that's where we're at there. So I wanted to get into that the other day as far as where soccer is going in Conference USA, and it's going nowhere. With the transitioning members leaving – FIU would have been by itself, by its lonesome. So it's going to the American, going to transition as well from Conference USA into the American as far as just men's soccer. You know, women's soccer, completely different story because, again, you know, it's the numbers. More schools sponsor women's soccer than men's soccer. It's a numbers game just with available money, scholarship. That's where we're at there. I just It's amusing me. It just amuses me that here we are a couple years ago, Conference USA. Pretty good in, in soccer. Now, not so much. We got a lot to get into today. Of course, softball is going to the Conference USA championship. Going to be the four seed. So, the opening games, Marshall has to wait. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Marshall has to wait. So, Marshall is not playing immediately. We'll play the second series of games that day, opening up the tournament. You would like to have been a one or two seed. Still, it's win and advance, lose, you go down to the loser bracket, and then you got to win out. Herd's number four. Western Kentucky's number three. Joining me on the program tomorrow, Megan Smith Lyon, the head coach of the Marshall softball team. We'll talk about how she feels about going into the tournament and where this team is at right now. They're hurt on the road. It was good. I would have liked to have seen a sweep. Honestly, I would have liked to have seen Marshall maybe sweep this thing, get to a, a point where maybe he can move up a spot. But four is fine with me. I mean, Marshall... 33 and 16 overall, 15 and 9 in conference USA, and they played a pretty good team against uh, North Texas, uh, the Mean Green. 32 and 14, they're 17 and 7, so it was a it was a good team they faced. Marshall's going to be the four seed in the tournament, so we'll talk more about that. We'll talk a little bit about Marshall baseball, Thundering Herd. Dropping its season finale or series finale at UTSA. Herd's now 20-26 um, and one, nine and fifteen in conference USA. I mean it was competitive though, five to four. It was five to four. UTSA's 31 and 17. They're 16 and 8 in conference USA. Marshall, least competitive. They've been a little bit more competitive. Hopefully they can stay a little bit more competitive because we don't want to see another situation we did against Charlotte that was not good for the herd so at least the good thing here is the team's been able to bounce back so we'll get into at, we'll get into that with you we're going to get your phone calls and texts and tweets as well the phone line is 877 420 877-420-8255. the text line is open this hour you can join us 304 304- 396 Talk. That's 304-396-8255. We'll get those phone calls and texts in. The tweets, we'll get those as well at Paul Swan. More coming up. It's the drive on ESPN ninety-four point one and AM nine thirty. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone line this hour open at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255 with our text line open as well. 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Thundering Herd in action, softball-wise, on Wednesday. It's going to be at the Conference USA Tournament. We're going to have Megan Smith-Lyon. She's going to join me on the program. That is coming up on Tuesday, so looking forward to catching up with her. Uh, you know, I promised you, I can't guarantee you just yet, I promise you we get him back in. Marshall Athletic Director Christian Spears. I'm working on that now. We're going to get him back in. We're going to get him in, and we're going to... Um, we're going to talk to him about all the things that have been going on since he began his term as the athletic director. So we're going to try to get him back in. Uh, look for that heads up sooner than later. I'm shooting for next week. No promises, though, but I am shooting for next week. So uh, this would be a good time for you to follow me on Twitter right now. If you haven't done so yet, at Paul Swan, it would be a good time for you to follow me because that's going to be a great way for you to let me know What you would like me to ask the athletic director. And if they're really good, they're going to get to the top of the list. I mean, you can start asking me that stuff now. We'll save it closer to when we get him back in here. But you can ask me that stuff now. And I'll try to save it. You want to ask about equipment sale? Hey, sure, we'll, we'll do that. You want to ask about, you know, where are we at with baseball? That's probably one of the big questions. Where are we at with baseball? everybody wants to know where are we at with baseball well they're close I would hope I'm sure that there's going to be some infrastructure in a, uh, a major way needed yeah you don't want to yeah you don't want to start just moving water lines things like that you don't want to move uh, major water lines so you're gonna to have to figure that out and of course thankfully the flooding hasn't been as bad near Marshall. Unfortunately, for those of you who got hit with the flooding uh, over the weekend, uh, that was terrible. And I'm hoping that there could be a solution soon. You'd hate to start building more things and then be right there, right in the floodplain. So those are always issues. I mean, I remember years ago during a Marshall game, we had to delay the Marshall game. Because the flooding outside, that was something that I had never experienced before. Like, okay, yeah, you can't get to the game because, well, there's flooding going on right now. It was like a flash, like we had, you know, a, a huge downpour of rain. So those are some of the things that are gonna come up. Yeah, infrastructure, you know, getting a facility built, you know, all of that. You just can't say, hey, here's a piece of property, let's build a baseball park. You gotta do your due diligence. And it sounds like that's what the herd's doing right now. At least that's what you know Marshall is doing, doing its due diligence and making sure that whatever the option may be, you get the ballpark built and it's gonna be in a good spot for not only the city of Huntington, but for the university. So that's what we're kind of working on as far as the show coming up the next few weeks, and of course, we're going to. Yeah, uh, you know, we're getting to that point now. Softball is going to be done soon. Hopefully, softball goes on a little longer. Baseball is going to be done soon. Yeah, you know, so we're we're getting to that point now. We're we're in the off months here. We're in that quiet period. The only thing really going on is baseball. We might hear some recruiting news now and then, maybe. You know, we're in those summer months where. Lesser sports talk show hosts would do polls about favorite sports movies. And I get that. I get that. Those are fun. You know, you do your movie bracket. Which movie's better? We Are Marshall or Remember the Titans. I get that. I would do sports soundtracks. That would be my, that would be my, I don't have anything to talk about topic. What are the best sports soundtracks? Is it Field of Dreams? Is it The Natural? Is it We Are Marshall? What is it? You tell me. That's not going to be a show topic. If, if if we go to that, though, we'll... we'll we're will we not doing that. We're not, I, I know, summer months, we get that. I get that. We're not doing that, though. We're not doing the brackets. I'm just not. I, I have failed. If I can't come up with a show and not have to result to, what's the... Like, every day, okay, what's the best sports movie? We all know the answer. It's a miracle. We all know the answer. is a miracle. So there's no argument here. Uh, we are Marshalls up there. It's not. Mir- it's a miracle, though. That's that's the answer. Hey, um, football news today. And this is cool. Marshalls football chief of staff, Sherrod Everett, named to the National Football Operations Committee, And this is a national group of football administrators made up of 15 members and 13 trustees around the country. And Everett's going to represent the Sunbelt Conference. So new kid in in the conference already making some noise. So Everett represents the Sunbelt Conference's football administrators and operations personnel. He's got some experience. Second season with the Herd, he's done stints at Florida State, Oregon, South Florida, WKU, Northwestern, Tennessee State, of course the Big Ten Conference as well, and Xavier. So he's had a, a good wealth of experience. Honestly, that's a good sign that alright, Marshall's going to be a, an active member here of this Sun Belt Conference. You know, not just the new kid on the block. So that's pretty good. That's that's important. It's stuff like that, you know, the back end of football, not just, hey, what's the end zone going to look like? No, it's it's more important things sometimes, like you know, what's your infrastructure look like? What what's your culture look like inside your inside your building? And yeah, you know, you're, you're representing the Sun Belt and Marshall. You know, you're going to be one of those people that is going to be forward facing. I mean, you always want multiple. Members of your staff to be forward facing in, in several areas. And that's pretty cool. So, big news today representing the Sun Belt in the National Football Operations Committee. And that's where you, a lot of things go on as far as, hey, yeah, how do you do this? Or, you know, what should we do? It's always good to have somebody on the inside. And of course, yeah, you know, we'll try to um, we'll try to add that to the list of things we talked to Christian Spears about next time we can get him in here. So that's where we're at with that. As I was telling you about earlier, softball making its way to the Conference USA tournament. We're going to come back from break. We'll talk a little bit about that, what's happening with softball. Megan Smith-Lyon joins me on the program tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to catching up with her. But we'll catch you up on softball, what happened this weekend when we continue. Plus your phone calls and texts. The phone line is open, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255, with a text line as well. 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. More on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still plenty of time to get your phone calls and texts and the phone line this hour, 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255 with our text line this hour, 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. We got softball to talk about this week. Megan Smith-Lyon joins me on the program tomorrow. Softball getting set for the Conference USA Tournament. Going to be the four seed. It's not bad. It's not a bad starting place. you like to start one or two, but four is fine. Let's talk about softball. Maya Stevenson, 58th career home run. Heard comes back, gets a 9-6 win over the North Texas Mean Green on Sunday. Stevenson ties Rachel Folden for the most home runs in Marshall softball history. So the record is tied. Now we await the record breaker. As I mentioned earlier, if you're not with me earlier, we talked about this. Heard's now 33-16 overall. 15-9 15-9 in Conference USA. So that's what we are now, sitting at the end of the regular season. Mean Green fell to 32-14 and 14 overall. Good softball team. 17-7 in league play. So Marshall ends up the number 4 seed in the tournament. It's going to come up starting on May 11th through the 14th. It's going to be at North Texas. So the Herd will play on Wednesday at 8.30 p.m., That is going to be against the winner of number five, FAU, and number eight, UTSA. Now, the first day of the tournament is single elimination. The winner advances to day two, which begins double elimination, and you get to take on number one seed, Louisiana Tech. So let's make sure I have that clear. So I I make sure I've said that clearly. Single elimination on day number one. The winner advances to day two, which begins double elimination. So day one, single elimination. Day two, double elimination. Okay. I want to make sure that I'm back on the correct page. We're all on the correct page here. Still, we're sitting here waiting. Maya Stevenson, can she get number 59? Can she get number fifty-nine? Maybe number sixty? Maybe sixty-one? Where is this thing going to end? That's what we'll talk about tomorrow. We'll have Megan Smith Lyon join us on the program. Looking forward to catching up with her. I kind of want to get a feel for where she thinks this is going to go, how she feels about where this team is at, and does this team have it in them? I mean, this is going to be. I mean, you got to win. Hey, ultimately, you you got to win. Yeah, There's no series to win here. It's The best course of action is just win. Don't worry about the single elimination aspect. Just win. Go out and win. When you get to double elimination, just go out and win. Don't worry about that stuff. Just go out and win. And try to go out on top. Can you go out on top in Conference USA? I mean, this is probably the best shot right now of a team going out on top. Leaving conference USA on top. Softball's got the best shot. Four seed going into this. If put the pitching together, if you can put it all together, I think you got a shot here. No promises. I can't speak for a coach, but I think this team does have a shot. We're going to find out though. And that's all coming up uh tomorrow, at least with coach, and then the tournament begins. On Wednesday. So she'll join us. Uh, It's going to be interesting to say the least as far as where this is going to go. You want to follow the action, of course, if you want to keep an eye on that. Uh, This thing is, um, I got to check. I got to check where this thing's going to be as far as streaming is concerned. Yeah, is this going to be streaming on the on the mighty student radio station? I got to figure that. I got to get the. I'll get the info there. So uh, we'll we'll get you. We'll update you tomorrow where this thing's going to be. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Is it on ESPN Plus? I'm not sure. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll get that for you because you know I want to keep an eye on this for sure. I mean, maybe Marshall can win this thing. I, I'd like to follow along as well. So we'll follow. We'll find that out tomorrow. And of course, uh, baseball. We mentioned that earlier. Marshall falls in the season, I'm sorry, the series finale at UTSA. You know, They're doing okay. There was that road block that hiccup, that bump in the that pothole they fell into that was Charlotte series. And of course, the rain has just been unmerciful here. And so now I don't want to call it a, a respite here, but the herd's taking on Moorhead State tomorrow, six thirty p.m. first pitch. So you get you come back, you're you're in Texas, so you come back, and then you got to head down to Moorhead, which is I, I think that's probably the best you can do scheduling wise. After the Texas trip, you come back. Then you gotta get on the bus and head down to Moorhead. Not that far of a journey, right? Not that far. Herd fans can actually travel to this one. 6 30. You can head. Yeah, you can head down to this one if you want to. Gotta get ready for the tournament, though. If uh if that's in the cards here, you know, for the herd to, to do well in baseball. I mean, right now, I mean, you look at the standings. Marshall. Twenty, twenty-six and one, nine and fifteen in conference USA. Honestly, it could be worse. It it could absolutely be worse right now. Again, with everything that baseball doesn't have, nine and fifteen is is outstanding. That's the standard, but you don't have a baseball park. You don't have facilities of any note. What do you have? And so you look at the season record and you go, okay, 9-15 and 15 in the league with what Marshall's got to deal with? I'm okay with that. Because right now, that puts Marshall ahead of Western Kentucky, FIU, and Rice. Southern Miss is on top of this thing. UTSA is right behind them. Then you got Louisiana Tech and FAU. Those are your top 4. Southern Miss is 18 and 6. UTSA 16 and 8. Then Tech and FAU 15 and 9. Charlotte's 14 and 10. I mean they're they're in the middle of this thing here along with Middle Tennessee and Old Dominion's 13 and 11. UAB's 11 and and 13. So of All those schools, the one thing that you can say about them, they got baseball. They care. They have baseball facilities. Marshall's ninth right now. Marshall's ninth in this thing. That's not terrible. That's not bad, especially with the way... Marshall's lacking in and so much. Ninth right now is not bad. You'll take that, right? I mean you'll you'll take that. Honestly, I'll take it. I'll take that right now. There's uh there's nothing um uh, there there's nothing that says, okay, you're the worst team in baseball in this league. There's nothing Look at, you know, Marshall's head of Western Kentucky. Yeah, Marshall, yeah, so you got to get in the top eight. Marshall's nine. You got to get in the top eight. Marshall's nine. So what does that say? Marshall could get into the top eight. It's not without precedent. UAB's 11 and 13. Marshall's 9 and 15. Got some work to do here. I mean, that, that's the one thing. You got some work to do here. What's left for the herd? That's the big question. Can it happen? Sure. Will it happen? That's another conversation. But I'm willing to have it. Because it's not over yet. Now, some things are gonna to have to happen. Of course, of course, some things are gonna to have to happen here for, for this to work. So you you look you look at the schedule. What what do you, what do we have left that's on the schedule here? Let's see if we can make this work here. You have a series with old dominion. It's at old dominion. And then You have a series with FAU. You got six games. Six games, okay? So, if you can win those games, if you win the... Okay, let's start with the series. If you win the series, that's four wins. That's the first goal. Win the series. So, that's four wins. Marshall wins both those series. The Herd will be 13-3. 17. 13 and 17. Does 13 and 17 get you into the Conference USA Championship Tournament? Does that happen? Now, what else is going to have to happen? Now, you're going to have to see, what does UAB have left? Let's look at that. Let's see. And again, their, um, their schedule is going to be different. The website's also different than Marshall's. It's a it's a little bit more it's not as responsive. I mean, come on. Come on, you're um You're going into the American. Come on. Step that up. All right. What's left for uh what's left for UAB here? FIU and UTSA. UAB's gotta take on UTSA and FIU. Now we've established that one FIU is six and eighteen in the league. I right, said so I'm I'm gonna say UAB wins that series. I'll just go ahead. I'll give them I'm gonna give them the FIU series. Now UTSA. If you again, we've established UTSA is one of the best teams. U, UTSA sixteen and eight. So let's say they they lose the series against UTSA. So they lose that series. UAB is going to have be twelve and, and fifteen. They win that series against FIU. We're going to go down to the tiebreakers here. It looks like. Now, what does the tiebreaker say? Uh, tiebreaker says Marshall loses that, of course, because uh, UAB won the series uh, two games to one. But the math is there; it can happen. There's a possibility, as I guess all I'm saying. I took a long way to get there. I feel like I should have a chalkboard. I, I know this is radio; we don't we don't have chalkboards. I feel like I have, should have a chalkboard here, just outlining all of this. So let's hope, that, um, let's hope that UAB falls apart and Marshall can win its final Conference USA series. Maybe a couple of sweeps. Let's see if the herd can sweep here. I don't know if that's going to be possible, but the herd sweeps those last two. I, I think we're looking at you get into the tournament. You got to finish strong, though. We'll see what happens. Final break coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 in AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We got Pirates baseball coming up here in the next few minutes. You can catch that here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. What the heck happened to the Pirates? What the heck happened? The Reds won the series. What the heck happened? Here I am the other day talking about how bad the Reds are and then the Pirates just take it on the chin. Uh, What the heck happened? You lost to the worst team in baseball not once but twice. Three-game series, you lose a series. So uh, no more talk about the Reds being bad anytime soon. Let's hope that the... Third place in the division pirates can can step that up a little bit. I didn't get that. I just no. I I mean if you if you split a double header, that's one thing. I get that, but come on. The Reds are terrible. Catch Pirates Baseball coming up tonight right here on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. I can't I, I mean it's just one series, but still I mean the, the, you lost. You lost to the worst team in baseball right now. They're just like phoned it in. Did, were you not trying? Did you over you overlook them? Just have a bad outing here? Did um did the did the fans and sports fans in Pittsburgh sacrifice the Pirates up so they could get the the Penguins of over the Rangers? Is that what happened? It was the. The sports gods of Pittsburgh deciding to sacrifice the Pirates so the Penguins can advance. That's what it was. The Penguins are now leading the series against the Rangers, two games to one. Back at it tonight. Must win. If there is ever a must win, you don't want to go down three games to one in the series. And We'll find out if uh, the Rangers have an answer for Sidney Crosby and the rest of the Penguins. That's coming up tonight. And, of course, we'll be keeping an ear on baseball. Still, just lose to the Reds. I don't know, it's a weird weird weekend. Rich Strike wins the Kentucky Derby, 80-1 to long shot. And if you've seen that overhead video, and the overhead video really makes it more exciting because you see where Rich Strike just, it looked like the seas parted, and Rich Strike just found an opening and just ran epicenter down. Which, by the way, the buildup to the Derby... I didn't need all of that coverage. I don't care about your hats. I don't. don't care about your fancy hat. I get it. I understand. It's, it's a weird cultural thing. You know, you go down, you bet the horses, and you drink your mint and juleps. I get that. It's weird. Those hats are weird. They're terrible. And I get it. I understand. The racing itself, I'm all right with it, especially with Rich Strike just ripping through. I was getting happy for a while because I thought Messier was going to win this thing because, you know, he's named after Mark Messier. So I was pulling for Messier to win this thing. Yeah, I watched the end of it. I kept going to it, though. but I go back to the coverage. It's like, when are they going to start this thing? Okay, there's Eddie Olchek there, you know, entertaining me with his analysis. I can I can deal with that. Fine. I, I, I come back to it. I left the house. I had to run some errands, come back, and it's still not started yet. What? I mean, that, that was a ridiculous long pre. I mean, NBC, that was over. I was a little overboard on the pregaming. Of course, yeah, they had some of the other races that I mean, people really care for. I mean, when you go to the Kentucky Derby, it's an all-day event. I mean, at least it's not like you show up one race and you're done. I mean, they're all day events, and that's fine. And of course, you know all this stuff's going to lead up to you know eventually trying to figure out. But I learned more about the point system than I ever knew before about horse racing and the point system and how you get into the Derby. I'm like, okay, at least that makes sense. And then here's Rich Strike, um, an alternate. The alternate horse comes out. Not one of these. I mean, he had enough points to be an alternate. And so you find out that, okay, you're in the derby. And then when Rich Strike wins, his owners are like, oh yeah, we knew. No, you didn't. Don't tell me that. I get it. You're like, oh yeah, we, we knew if we got we got in, we had a chance, we knew this horse. We we knew Yeah, everybody says that. Everyone. It was still pretty exciting, though. I'll give it credit. Uh, I like it when there's mayhem. Because how many people bet on Rich Strike? I don't know. But if you did, congratulations to you, and you made some cash. Hopefully you made a lot of cash because um, there's some people who did not have Rich Strike, 80-1, to 1, long shot. Now, that happens every year at the Kentucky Derby. I might be more interested in this thing, just the horse that has no business winning this thing. And, of course, now, are we all pulling for Rich Strike to win the, the Triple Crown, which is not going to happen? Is Rich Strike, it's the Triple Crown, our hopes on Rich Strike. I like the name though, Rich Strike. Okay, I can see why some people might have bet on, like, you know, people who don't know horse racing at all, usually the people will win. I right, Rich Strike, I'm going to vote. Hey, look, no, that's 80 to 1. Well, that means I'm going to win a lot of money. Hey, congratulations to you. That does it for this edition. Back on Tuesday. We'll do it all over again. Right here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930.